0: I, I got to meet and work with uh, Ray Romano, and, and uh, he's—I was—I'm always been a big fan of him, and yeah. uh, the, one of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, professional, great. Uh, it was a great experience, and I wish—I only wish it, it, it would have lasted into uh, into more seasons.
1: Yeah. You were also on Kevin Can Wait, and uh, you, you bumped into a bunch of people out – you got to be good friends with a bunch of people out there too, right?
0: Yeah, well, I'm friends with Kevin. What happened was they roasted a comedian, a famous comedian on Long Island. I'm from New York. So there's a famous comedian on Long Island named Richie Minovini. Richie yeah. is like the godfather of Long Island comedy. He was like he the is. first guy to open multiple comedy clubs as a comedian and be very friendly to other comedians. He – fanned the flames on the career of Ray Romano, Kevin James, a guy named Rock Rubin, uh, who became the head writer for all of those shows. Mm. Uh, through Richie, I met Kevin James. Uh-huh. And the first thing I did with Kevin James was uh, Mall Cop 2. He asked me to be in Mall Cop 2. Um, oh, I was yes, in that film. that's right. Yeah, I was in that film in 2014. And then a few years later, um, he... He was doing that show on CBS, uh, Kevin Can wait, and he had called me. The best part about working with Kevin is I don't have to audition. He calls me when the part's right. Hey, do you want to do this? Are you available? Yes, I'll do it. And he you knows do it. You. Where everything else you got to go through auditions and aggravation. And but uh, but I Kevin's very good to um, to me and to a lot of comedians.
1: Now you've got uh, comedy specials out there too. And right now streaming on Amazon Prime is uh, a comedy special called What's the Worst That Could Happen? Uh, It's very funny, but I made sure to watch it all the way to the end. Let all the credits roll or you miss out, right?
0: Yeah, with Amazon, you got to get it played fully through to get the full six cents. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah, I know. So I always tell people just put it on loop when you go to work and let it play all day. (laughs) <laughs> um, but actually to be honest with you, I've, I've surprisingly done really well with like, like if you're getting like, if you're getting six to 10 cents for the, for the 52 minutes mm-hmm. and you get a check for like 22 bucks, that means a lot of people had to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, um,
1: it, it doesn't add up, but it has to add up for it to yeah. add up.
0: So I hear I'm you. not in it. I'm in it. I'm not, in, I mean, that's special. I'm not in it for the residuals for the money. I'm in it for the exposure and for the following. And yeah. you know what? It's been, it was released in, I, I believe we released that in 2018. Okay. 2018 or 2019. But I think it was 2018. So that one was released in 2018. And since then, it's actually built a following and, and done well. But as a comedian, and you know this, you do stand-up, you you move on from, from where you were. So like I, that was a different guy back then. So as much as I want people routine. to watch that, I want them to watch new stuff because I've evolved in my life and I bring my new life into my act every time. Yes.
1: So let's do that. Let's fast forward to today. The most current burning thing is you, cert- you right now have a comedy special on that new app called dry bar dry bar comedy um what is the name what's the name of your dry bar comedy special
0: so the name of my special is just be happy and uh it's on dry bar you go to drybarcomedy.com dry bar is an app like you said you can download it to your phone you can download it to your device whatever your device is um and there is a there's a monthly fee to watch it, but by downloading the app, if you use promo code Chris Monty, right, M O N T Y Chris Monty C H R I S, one word, you use one that word. code. You, that that makes me get the the few the few clams, the few shekels, the the change that that dry bar will send me for people signing up because of me. But even though you sign up because of me, you watch my special, which I want you to do. You can also watch any comedian on there, and there's a thousand comedians, and called as there's, there's tons of comedians you know that have specials on there, yeah. um, and they're very funny. I've watched, I mean, just since I got involved with Dry Bar, I must have watched about twenty five specials of other comedians, and they're and they've been fantastic, and no, they're twenty five minutes each, so it's an easy watch, you know.
1: And one of the good things about Dry Bar is it's month to month. You don't sign up for the year or something. You can drop, like you can. You
0: can drop. You can sign up one month at a time, and then, or you can sign up. They're coming out with deals where you can do three months, six months, a year, if you want. But they also have the one month. I, I don't know what the, I, I don't want to give the number. I don't know how, how much it is, but yeah. um, it's not expensive. And you know what? It's 25 minutes. Because normally when we were growing up, uh, you know, a comedy special was an hour. You know, a so guy had yeah. an HBO special. Yeah. It's an hour. And that's fine. That's great. When you're going to sit in, you know, watch Netflix or watch Amazon Prime or, or watch HBO on Saturday night with the wife, you know, you watch the hour special. But these are 25 minute specials. So maybe it takes you 25 minutes on your train ride to work. Boom. Yeah. You can plug in your phone, get your Bluetooth in your ear, and watch a special, you know?
1: Okay, so it's Drive Our Comedy. This Drive Our Comedy special is called Just Be Happy, and the promo code is all one word, Chris Monty. Everyone knows how to spell Chris, M-O-N-T-Y. Thank you, sir, yes. Now, how can people find you out there on the internet? I mean, we've given them some leads, right? But how can people find you out on social media and stuff? What, what
0: are Chris- your... your- Twitter, grams, well, and Snapchat. yeah. Well, Chris Monty, chris monty is my website, um, and from my website on my homepage of my website has a one click away, you know, a link picture link to uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. which Twitter is at chrismontylive. Uh, my Instagram is chrismontylive, and then my um, my Facebook page is uh, chris monty comedian writer actor. So. Uh, but if you go to Chrismontylive.com you not only get a quick link, one click away to go to any social media site, you mm-hmm. also get my tour dates and where you can see me at Scotty's, at Las Vegas, at Atlantic City, wherever I'm performing. All the tour dates are there, and you can click from there and go and buy tickets.
1: Okay, so that's Chrismontylive.com Yes, okay, sir. No- Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same moment. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Monty, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown.
0: Here we go. Three, two, one, go! That
2: was a great segment, Carl. Scary, scary lion. Yeah, why well, I, I didn't come to see a lion. I came to see wild in the streets with hippies.
1: You ain't lying.
2: Ah, <sighs> well, Leo. Sorry. All right, we start off with fireworks.
1: Yeah, because Shelly Winters is getting talked into doing it by her new husband, and she doesn't want to do it, and she doesn't want to have a boy. No matter what, just please don't make it a boy.
2: Uh-huh. That's it's what she's... Oh, it's a boy! There we go. Oh, <laughs> wow. Flatow, Junior. Flatow. Junior? Yeah. Stan- oh, no, Was this 1950? I guess, Wah, yeah. baby boom. <laughs> Their parents are like, okay, Boomer. Wow. Was he watching sex?
1: No, he... Well... yes, it's, it's once again, Shelly Winters resisting Mrs. Flatow resisting Mr. Flatow. And he's, she's saying when he grows up, I'm going to tell him how awful men are. So he won't hurt some little girl or whatever, you know, take advantage. So here's Max now, maybe six taking advantage.
2: Oh, with his mom in the room. Here we go.
1: Dirty, dirty boy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, so these are flash... This is character building.
1: Now here's Greg Brady. Where? Holy shit! Yeah, and it's pre-Brady Bunch, and it's him, uh, you know, our hero as a kid. It's Max as a kid.
2: Hey, he must have wore the same shirt in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. He said, Gumby, can I borrow your shirt? Okay. (laughs) Okay, Greg. (laughs)
1: That sounds like
2: pokey. Oh, well, all right. Let me do my pokey then. Oh, so yeah. Oh, oh no. They're, they're being... Yeah, no, you need the plastic on it. The dog's going to shit on her. They let
1: the dog in the house.
2: Oh, they're no. They're Shelly Winters. She we, Mrs.
1: Flatow is furious.
2: said, I don't like the husband. Ooh. All right. Are they leaving? Ooh. Okay. And that, oh, no, acid, huh?
1: Here he is, like 20-whatever. 20 29. No, no, like 23 or something. And uh, Mom is very comfortable with the acid.
2: Oh, so he's like a mama boy acid maker?
1: I, yeah, not a mama's boy, no. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Shelly Winters, she's been freaking out this whole movie over whatever she sees.
2: Oh, is she's going to take it now? No. By the way, do you, when you're making acid, it's best to wear like surgical gloves when you're holding the uh, <laughs> sugar cubes. <laughs> oh. You know, one of my favorite uh, Grateful Dead stories is that when they were living, like at the beginning of the, the band started, they were in San Francisco with this, they were living in a place that was making acid and that's all they breathed. They breathed yeah, like you know, you wake up and you're in a house that where they, they make acid and then you can just so they're uh, perpetually tripping. Yeah, basically. Wow. I so thought that was interesting. Found dynamite, too. Wow, what kind of lab? Like, I didn't realize, I thought this was like a suburban home, Carl. He has it like is. a bunker. It's the
1: basement.
2: Does your basement have uh, an acid lab and also an yeah. explosive lab?
1: No, and you see the dynamite? I mean, no, we don't have dynamite. And and my mom would not be cool with it.
2: Well, you know, in my house, it was, it was cool with the acid, but she was not cool with the explosives. Sure, we had the acid, but acid and explosives, not really. Oh, man. Is he tripping? Mama, Papa, screw off me. Well...
1: Now, the thing is, we don't know. It seems unprovoked, his freaking out. He's running away from home is essentially what he's doing, and that's how he's saying goodbye. He's going to have them come home to a wrecked-up house. But it doesn't – now, look, (laughs) it's puts the dynamite in the front, but it blows up in the back.
2: Also, man, last time I put dynamite in a car, I ran like hell. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It blew up in the back. Back Backseat explosive. Wow, that was,
1: that's Dad Chevy.
2: You know, didn't you see the "No Exploding on Sunday" sign by the yeah, curb?
1: Right. But the thing is,
2: oh, oh American yeah, think, International Picture. The quality. thing
1: is, like, there is no reason for him to. We didn't really see any trauma. You know, it was just like it's 1968, so kids ran away from home. You know, we didn't really have a. We don't really well, have a what? good reason.
2: Her his father was sexually harassing, uh, assaulting her fa- mother. His mother is down and and smacking him. Wild in the sheet. you yeah. Know, go ahead, gonna make the first wild in the streets, wild in the sheets joke. Uh, uh Richard Pryor. I know, and Hal Holbrook together at last. Oh, and Larry Bishop, that asshole. Yeah. he made a. We saw him in a movie, didn't we? He always played bikers and then he made Hellride, which he directed and Quentin Tarantino produced and had a lot of like famous people. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. Christopher Walken and all that type of like anyone with, whose face looked wrinkly and bike sickly, they were in it. <laughs> and I remember at the end they all get killed, but he, no, he gets killed. Oh, Dennis Hopper's in it. He's riding a bike. Hellride. I'll have to tell you the ending. Okay. The hell ride. He gets stabbed, but it was a fake stunt prop gun, and he, a knife, and he walks away. Like he faked his own death.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. That's where exit. I I I'm one of those assholes who talks over the band, by the way. so my apologies to Barry Marinans. Well, well. go ahead
1: and give it a listen for a second. We're really just hearing very bland, sticky stuff.
2: Yeah. I wonder, I was born that year of the movie. So I wonder if it was earlier in the year. Maybe my parents went on a date. Right? Uh, Saw uh, Wild in the uh, streets. Yeah. Wilder in the sheets. Nine months later. (laughs) You were born. So listen,
1: this is like of the day. Like there was that whole thing about like, don't trust anyone over 30. That's what this whole movie is about. They just think if you're young, you're great. And if you're old, you shouldn't be around. I don't know.
2: Well, you know, it does remind me of Gas with S-S-S-S-S-S from Roger Corman where the idea was that it was a hippie universe because everyone died who was over 30 and it was only young kids. And there was also Logan's Run, I guess, where you die when you turn 30.
1: Right. Well, you don't die. You get rejuvenated or some crap.
2: Oh, right. You get rejuvenated. I can't wait, Carl. Yeah. It's eight more years and then I'll get rejuvenated at age 30. Now, he, people agree with you
1: about Gas. Wild in the Streets was released on VHS in the late 80s. And in 2005, it appeared on a DVD on Midnight Movies disc with 1971's Gas.
2: What a great double feature because they both are about, obsessed about age because yeah. this movie, he becomes president before age 35. Right. Which is unconstitutional. I have your honor. Uh, we should in go the, to the Supreme really, court and argue this movie, movie.
1: They amend the constitution like that. It doesn't make sense as if it's a vote in Congress.
2: What's this guy's gimmick? Does he have a hook? He's
1: got a hook. How'd you know?
2: Uh, well, I think he fell for it. Hook, line and sinker.
1: He's the trumpet player. Like, well,
2: how are they, ro- what are they rolling a joint in a sandblaster? They're going to like sand down the wood and roll a joint? I don't uh, think so. I think that's
1: ticker tape because he's a rich man.
2: No, but I think he's, he's rolling a joint with ticker tape.
1: No, it's a coincidence. He also had a joint in his hand.
2: Those are one of those like roll your own joint machines that never work. Yeah, they never worked. It's like a, uh, orange plastic, like yeah, uh,
3: loose.
1: Uh, that guy's 15 and he's like got 186 IQ and he's the financial advisor. He turned down like all these companies who wanted to hire him. He graduated college at 15.
2: And this is being narrated by the guy who did the trailer.
1: Uh, you know, it says that the narration is uncredited. I didn't write it. It did say a name, but I didn't write it down.
2: In the sense of the story, where does this narration narrator comes from?
1: Uh, in the beginning, it's just telling you there's Richard Pryor. It's just telling you all the cast members of his entourage and giving their name, their ages. Like he's only 14. Oh, which is not true.
2: So one of the, one of the entourages is a, a Asian woman who gives back massages. Yes Wow all right. And then my parents had sex and nine months later I was conceived.
1: Uh-huh conceptually. Now this Richard Pryor is uh, the drummer and uh, what's ironic is there's a line in this movie in which the brilliant one who's only 15 they ask him when you know when do you want to die and he goes 30 man. <laughs> and the thing is, in real life, he did die, like, just six days after his 30th birthday.
2: Oh, that's, that's terrible.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. I just, it's ironic, I guess.
2: Right. I Well, I did see that on That's Ironic, one of my favorite shows from the yeah. 80s with Skip Steverson and John Davidson and yeah. Fred Williams. Uh, Fred Williams.
1: Now, this song is all about uh, people under 30 are 53% of the country.
2: Yeah, 53%. Have you seen it before? I had the soundtrack. You know, this movie, uh, I've read about this movie 100 million times, and I knew about this movie, and I never had an opportunity to see it. And I think it finally, yeah, it finally got on DVD, and finally got on VHS. Yeah. It was like, you know, but again, like, let's say you are renting videos, video cassettes. Blockbuster's not going to carry it. (laughs) No. You would have to to go to your Lost Weekend or Leather Tongue or, you know, uh, uh, Kim's Video in New York City and get it. Yep. And then when you do, you're disappointed. You just spent like four bucks on a shitty movie for the 60s.
1: (laughs) Now Shelly Winters is going to see her own son has gone on to be a rock star on TV. And she's gonna freak out that she's she's gonna be a celebrity, and they're gonna be rich.
2: Really? They don't seem they've seemed pretty nonplussed about their house. Oh, I love what she's got. Remember those things, Susan? Uh, uh, the thigh master, Susan. the thigh master. Yeah. Thank you for finishing my thought. But this
1: is before that time.
2: This is the armpit master.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it's really
2: important to air out your armpits before bed. <laughs> You know, when I put on Johnny Depp's perfume under my armpits, I like to air it out afterwards. You see that thing
1: she's got around her chin? Yeah. Yeah, so it would be really tight. And the concept is every night you pull your chin up.
2: (laughs) Even back then, there people were obsessed by their chin. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll be on the midnight special. Right, right.
1: Now, this guy, Barry Shear, the director, he was a TV director. This was his first film. He'd go on to make three or four more, but then he'd just go back to TV. I mean, there, there was critical acclaim. This thing made four times its budget, but it wasn't Which exactly great. A blockbuster. Yeah, I thought it was great, so why? Okay. Well,
2: because, yeah, I, I think it's a little too, like, it's satire, right? Or, like, it has a... It's very strange because when youth movies kind of kicked ass in the sixties, like when yeah. like Easy Rider, of course, but just like a lot of biker crap, it was movies that seem like you know the older people were like making making fun of hippies. Mm-hmm. I don't know generational things. So I, it's hard to tell where this comes from.
1: Now this this director did Across One Hundred and Tenth Street.
2: Oh, I love that movie. Carl, yeah. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, it's black exploitation.
2: Yeah, well, and also it's classic. I hate to spoil the end. But someone gets shot in the head and they zoom up, they zoom up to his head, getting shot and goes, ah, and freeze frame. <laughs> I won't tell you who it is. Okay. Yaffe Kodo. right at the end. <laughs>
1: you really got into the spirit of spoiling. Just like me. Yeah. I saw um, Titanic the other night with uh, Leonardo Liardo, with DiCaprio. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The ship sinks at the end. Spoiler and,
2: i And in the, the middle. End. And in the middle, the you know, actually, but does does it start sinking towards the end? In the middle, I mean, like that's half the movie. No. Oh, uh you mean yeah? You mean like
1: okay? We've sprung a leak. We're going. Yeah, down. we sprung,
2: sprung a leak. Down. We're going we're down. There's yeah, no, yeah. there's no yeah. way we could be saved. You're right. We are sinking. You you know how much we're sinking? We're the fucking Titanic. We're the Titanic <laughs> of sinking. The Cadillac of sinking. Oh, they're going to go see their son perform at the Troubadour. Well,
1: yeah, the husband is reluctantly going along because she's very enthusiastic about it.
2: Is he looking for a t-shirt like a wife beater? Um, listen.
1: Why do you think? I mean, use the term "sexually assaulting."
2: Didn't like? Didn't you say like he he she didn't want to have sex, and he was like, uh, uh, he was kind but, of gone.
1: Yes, but you see, the whole thing of that was Shelly Winters is a cuckoo bird. That was the whole thing. The, no, like I said, life is neurotic and they just got married. Okay. I mean, it's their honeymoon. You know what I oh, mean? Like,
3: yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if
1: do it. It's on your honeymoon. Okay, so this guy's running for Congress. Now you can see uh he's Senator Fergus. It's Hal Holbrook.
2: Um who looks who actually looks like Hal Holbrook where everyone else looks like young Richard Pryor and uh oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, looks he, young.
1: he was in uh, Wall Street. He was in the firm. He was deep throat in all the president's men.
2: Dude, he was like evil cop and Dirty Harry, uh, yeah. one of the Dirty Harry. He's like, hey, Dirty Harry, man, your fascism stuff rocks. You want to, me and my boys want right? Wasn't that the one he like had killer cops, motorcycle well, cops?
1: I remember that one, and I thought I think it was called Sudden Impact or some bullshit. Yeah,
2: right with Ty Daly.
1: But I think that. He wasn't the guy who was like. I think it was a younger, uh, put uh motorcycle cop who was trying to get Clint Eastwood in to join. Yeah,
2: was well, was Hal Halbrook like a pal, like a com- no? He comrade? was
1: probably the like commissioner. Right. Damn it, Harry! You're dirty.
2: <laughs> You're dirty,
1: Harry. You're so dirty. That's your nickname. This is when they say, "When do you want to die?" Thirty.
2: Uh oh! Wait, and he and where's the drummer? The drummer's Richard Pryor. Oh, gotcha. Oh, man, that's nothing like a good massage to just kill the energy of the show.
1: Yeah, and look how he's... Okay, so Shelly Winters is like, I'm his mother, I'm his mother. Back up, back up, I'm his mother.
2: Speaking of back up, this is great camera work.
1: (laughs) Well, the director's trying to give us a crazy crowd.
2: Right, but look, they're just outside the tickets. It's not that crazy. Ticket booth. We don't take cash. What the fuck? Oh, She's they, like, okay.
1: we are totally sold out. And and he's like, You might not like a Max Frost concert, ma'am.
2: Oh, he took the money and run? Oh no, I got the tickets. Shelly Winters. She was uh she played Polly Shore's mom in uh one of the employee short movies, jury duty. And his dad was uh, Charles Napier.
1: I don't know why I didn't pick that up in my, uh, research. My biggest one I like on her is Lolita.
2: Um, yeah, she was really good. In Lolita.
1: I was introduced to her in the Poseidon adventure. Now for the Poseidon adventure, she gained a lot of weight for the role. Well, she was never able to take it off. That's the weight she stayed at. She just did it for the role. Huh? Um, she was the grandmother on Roseanne sitcom.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Alfie, uh, a place in the sun. Wait, Alfie. Alfie, Frank. What's that all about? Alfie. Alfie. Is it just for the moment we live? She won an Oscar. We know her. We saw her in a house is not a home.
2: Yeah. A house is not a home where she was a, uh, a call, uh, madam. I, can, madam. I can never get it when I'm trying to describe the description. I think I'm just embarrassed. I go there. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I would hope the music have well, I would have to listen to the whole song, but
1: well, you know, every song is a plot point. Um, every song, like we're the 53%, and later okay. it'll be like. 14 or fight he wants to lower the voting age to 14 and uh so they got in and we're just seeing the father uncomfortable and the mother overexcited
2: there's hook oh yeah so he's for real the hook you he, he's playing guitar with his hook hey that doesn't make sense he's supposed to be the horn person well, there's a horn person right there. Yeah,
1: that's supposed to be Hook. I
2: saw the hook strumming the bass. You could do that, right?
1: I guess, yes.
2: Oh, she's remembering the beginning of the movie.
1: Look at her bad acting, and she's yes. trying to shake it off.
2: Someone asked her, I loved you in Partridge Valley. Ah, uh-huh. oh, damn it.
1: Greg Brady. Did you see Greg Brady for two seconds?
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Is she, like, tripping again? Flashback. She was never tripping before.
1: She was delusional. She didn't believe her son was doing acid, and she didn't believe it was dynamite. You have a vivid imagination. Just the director, you know, the writer is just trying to make her out as, like, a delusional person. Now, this was um, a magazine article. Um, Okay, it's called The Day It All Happened, Baby by this guy named Robert Thaum. <laughs> it was a magazine article, and people loved it. So he expanded it into a book.
2: Uh, right. I am familiar with the book.
1: And that's how this got born. And, and Robert Thaum wrote the screenplay for this, which is only fitting.
2: It's not a very good premise. I don't know. The premise is interesting, but the movie itself, I don't know.
1: Well, the premise is that you... You know, a rock star becomes a president, and then he does some pretty bad things. You'll see.
2: Right. Oh yeah. Are you trying to spoil this movie? Did I spoil it? What are you doing? All right, I won't do it. Hey, this is a. Uh, are you going up the down uh uh staircase? Up the down
1: staircase. Where's my husband?
2: Right. He's still lost. He's still in Madison Square Garden. Troubadour. Nice close shot again. Like the camera's right in front of them. It's pretty yeah, cool. Well,
1: because they're doing that crowded crowd thing again. But it's,
2: the thing I remember about this movie is they're like the kids revolt in the street. So there's probably gonna be more of these shots.
1: Well, no. We're gonna see, yeah, we're no, we're gonna see stock footage, which you don't like. Stock footage of protests.
2: I don't like, well, you know, I recently saw a purge movie and they, they blacked out, uh, they digitized the faces uh-huh. of uh, the actual archival footage of rioting. So that way, like you could see it in the context that it the film is trying to push, but it's they're not, the actual people are not being represented as fictional characters. You know what I mean? Like it acknowledges that these are real people and right. it, they should be in the context of what they were doing and not repurposed no. for the purge.
1: Well, I think you're trying to protect their privacy. Look what a Los Angeles street that is with the black tar covering the cracks.
2: I love it. Nice car too.
1: Now look, a terrible crash happens and there's a little boy. Whoa. Dead. Dead what? little boy.
2: Oh my god, they're okay. With all
1: the scuff marks. Yeah, because uh Shelly Winters crashed into the little boy. So Max Frost is like, get her, lawyer, and get her out of here. I never want to see you again.
2: You know, uh, if this was uh, Fast and the Furious, they would have missed the little boy.
1: Just missed
2: him, yeah. Just missed him. they will be, like, flipping around, and the kid would be ducking.
1: Or he would take his thumb off. Some day, somewhere in in <laughs> Pasadena, there's a kid sleeping without his thumb tonight. Cause of what you did.
2: <laughs> That's going to be like two hours into the movie. you like, yeah. Whoa, only 45 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So his mom killed the kid.
1: Yeah. And so the son, the same day she showed up, you know, 20 minutes later, kicked out of uh, his life. Okay. So <clears throat> every time I see this scene, I just watch the girl. She's a kid. And she's having the experience, you know, you can see it in her eyes. You see when she smiles, you see what she looks at that she think, you know, she's, she's soaking it all in.
2: Wow. So but is this a, what, is this kid going to be like part of the movie or is she yeah. going to get hit
1: by a, a, a yeah. car? She, no, what, he's, she's not going to be hit by a car.
2: What about a bus? Will,
1: no,
2: will she she get, be she literally be thrown under a bus? By her father? No. Nope. Why, Senator, why did you fly to Cancun when there was no power during the, the snowstorm? Uh, well, my daughter wanted to go and, oop, there's the bus. <laughs> Dad, you threw me under the bus. <laughs> Look at her cute little hat. She's like, oh, I love you, famous rock star. Uh, <laughs> I am today's youth and uh, I'm, is there? Is this the family?
1: It's Senator Albright – okay, he's running for senator, and Max Frost has agreed to play at his at his rally. Now, the, uh, the candidate Albright – Fergus, Fergus, candidate Fergus, his whole platform is, we're sending kids to Vietnam to die for their country at 18. They should have the right to vote. And this was a real thing back in the day. It was two things. this was the drinking age should be lowered to 18, and the Ugh. voting age should be lowered to 18.
2: Wait a minute. So the the drinking age was 21, yeah. and then before I turned 18, it was 18, and then before I turned 18, it became 21 again.
1: Well, it became 18 back in the 60s.
2: Yeah. Well, this is 68. All I remember is we, we grew up in the tri-state area. We were in New Jersey, but... Uh, You know, you go to New York or whatever, but uh, and if it was 18 in New York, you can go to clubs or what have you, but it raised it to 21, I believe, like when I was just about to turn 18.
1: Tom Crow once had this fake ID, and it fucking worked. So we were both (laughs) in the bar, and he had a drink, and I Uh wasn't allowed, and so he's like, here, you can have a sip, and then the waitress was like, hey, you know, she was like taking it seriously like she was. You know, alcohol, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, ATF agent.
2: Like a second ago, they're like, yeah, come on in, kid.
1: Okay, so now Max Frost is like, this guy's running for senator. I dig it. And this guy wants us to lower the voting age to 18. I dig it. But you know what? Fuck that. That's fucking bullshit. It should be 14. And so Fergus will be behind stage going, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah he's fucking up the thing yeah
1: i just asked you to come play a song you did
2: sorry man i went rogue i went rogue i just i was in the moment and uh next thing you know what i made the voting age 14 so now oh. he's
1: going to do a whole they're saying you know my tax accountant's 15 now they're going to do the song called 14 or fight 14 wow or fight.
2: they wrote that song just in time to do the surprise announcement yes yeah. He goes,
1: Well, I've been working on a tune all day. Don't know if I know all the words gonna unclair for you now. Yay, thank you, Max Yay, Frost.
2: thank you for uh, doing five. a rally with a half-finished song. Half-finished song. Uh, that's Barely rehearsed. Uh, you know who
1: did something like that once? Uh Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band Club Band album came out. Uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix bought it on the way to his concert with the experience. He got there, he put it on a record player in the back, and they all listened to it, and then they went out and did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and Paul McCartney was in the audience. I think it was Paul and George or Paul and Ringo. They were in the audience.
2: How strange. Yeah. They must have known they were in the audience. Wow, that must have been cool. I'm sure that he knew. Yeah, at the beginning, he's like, cover your ears, cover your ears,
1: it's going to be fucking long, (laughs) cover your ears. He goes... It was twenty years ago today
2: it was Jimi Hendrix, you know. Such right. a
1: told a band to play.
3: Where that's like, in there?
2: But that's like Taylor Swift getting a Dell's album and be like, yeah, hey, I just heard this. <laughs> well it, I know you paid to hear me, but
1: every now and again you'll see um uh, wait his name is Stanley ax You'll see Richard Pryor on the drums and he uh-huh. knows how to play them. Like he's holding the drumstick in the like old traditional way and which is pointed towards you. You're like holding it
2: in your palm. You know, I like guess so. Key? Yeah.
1: Nowadays people just hold it like you got two clubs. But back in the days it was one clubbed hand and the other was pointed towards you. Next time you see Pryor, watch his fingers. Okay. There, is it... there he is to the right. He's holding yeah. it like a chopstick or something.
2: Yeah, you're right. He knows yeah. how to play. Something's interesting about drumming. I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. Is drumming that interesting? Uh, It snared me. (laughs) You were snared? Oh, hey, Carl, I have one answer to that joke. Uh, (laughs) Good (laughs) answer. All right, this movie convinced me. I'm going to become a a drummer.
1: Oh, perfect.
2: Yeah. I finally get the respect I've always wanted.
1: Now I really didn't do research on Richard Pryor because we all know him so well. Like, right. I pulled out all of his movies, and well, you know,
2: I, I saw a uh, live on Sunset Strip at the Wellmont in Montclair, yeah. New Jersey. That sounds right. Yeah,
1: I omitted all his comedy uh, uh, movies because that doesn't count. Can I mean, we, can we just city. say
2: what what a, like him and maybe Margaret Cho are probably the two comedians that had genuinely theatrically released concert comedy films. You know, like well, I, multiple ones, like uh,
1: no. But Eddie Murphy would go on to follow in the footsteps. Yeah,
2: or, but was Raw was not? There were cable specials and video cassettes. I'm talking about being released in the movie house. Like uh,
1: it wasn't the Eddie Murphy ones were not. I, I think
2: maybe Raw was. I think Raw because it was might have been. But it would have never happened, was it not for
1: Richard Pryor?
2: No, abs- absolutely, absolutely. Because Fires done like at least five live, you know, live yeah. in concert mm-hmm. to Sunset Strip. There was a couple, few more in the middle.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, now I'm regretting omitting.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just, I just wanted to acknowledge it, you know. I mean, like, and I think the the first one is on was on Netflix last time I watched it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, which is great. It's like holy shit. Look,
1: I'm staring at like forty something movies here. I mean, they weren't all crap, you know? I mean, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy.
2: Oh, he was great in that. And then he probably, you know, custom made that movie for him, among others.
1: Among others, because there were a lot of those uh, stars. They were like um, the uh, Harlem gangsters. He was in the toy Superman 3, Brewster's Millions. He was in good films. Stir Crazy, Bustin' Loose.
2: So crazy Confessing Loose, uh, the toy is one of the worst films, but uh, you do
1: think so? I think it's great.
2: Moving, where it's he has to fun. move this, he it's sends so uh, S- Superman 3. Yeah, that was yeah. you don't right. think so? Oh, uh, it still has my favorite line, which is Clark, are eating uh, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> He was good at that. He was of course he was good at that. He was great at Brewster's millions with Johnny. It's
1: unknown. Kennedy. It's unknown. There's an unknown element in the kryptonite. I don't know it. It's unknown. How about Tar? Right, it's Tar. Because he was smoking cigarettes. He was in Silver Streak. He was in Car Wash, which was more of a cameo. He was the whiz in the whiz with Michael Jackson.
2: Yeah. Uh He had a TV show, the Richard Pryor show where he wore like a, uh, a nude bodysuit.
1: Oh, well, actually he shows up on the set of this film naked and Shelly Winters freaked out. It was like a practical joke.
2: Well, the concert was over, but the politician wasn't happy. I'm not happy. Ed Begley. Oh, I, Ed Begley know this guy. He looks vaguely he familiar.
1: Well, he was uh, he was all over TV and movie. Okay, let's see here. Senator Albright. We know him from Ed Bagley Jr. That's how we Yeah,
2: that's him. how we know him. Yeah, I, I knew uh, he looked well, vaguely. Well,
1: thank Men, uh, The unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, you know, like CBS sitcoms. He was on Rod Sterling's Pattern show. He was all over.
2: Wait, the what's few- Rod Sterling's Pattern show? I never even heard I of I don't that. know.
1: I don't know patterns, plural.
2: Oh, do you think it's like another like teleplay this week? Socialism is cool, written yeah. by Rod Sterling, nineteen fifty-seven.
1: He was in the Virginian, Bonanza, Dick Van Dyke, Wild Wild West. My, I still, I still, ba-
2: I still vaguely remember him, Carl.
1: Well, uh, right now he's playing Senator Albright, and he's like, "Fuck this! You want to be senator? You can't back these monkeys." You can't lower the age to fourteen.
2: I was trying to make a joke. He, he I can't. Ed Bagley Sr. Bagley recognize him.
1: I. He's He. I. He looks vaguely familiar.
2: Yeah. All right. There you go. Kids, please no uh, vinyl.
1: The, well, uh, they're playing Max Frost, and that's pissing off Senator oh. Albright downstairs. Do you think I should vote it? You think I should have the right to vote, Mom? And At so, the question, mom.
2: God. So, if if they lowered the age to fourteen for the voting, who would become president? I, I well, this guy, I guess the, the rock star, I guess in this movie.
1: Well, yeah, in this movie, it will be the rock star.
2: Ah, hello, live from Hollywood, Cal- uh, Florida. Uh, well, it now they're going now to Los have, Angeles.
1: Like the. The Ferguson campaign will now meet with Max Frost. You see, what Max Frost did at the end of his thing, he said, This Saturday night, I want you to come out to sun stri- uh, sun- the Sunset stretch- uh, Strip. Sunset. I want you to come out to the Sunset Strip, and we're going to have, like, a rally. We're going to have, a like, a protest. I want you to fill the streets, and we're going to do this until they lower the age to 14.
2: And everyone claps.
1: So, so now, fill
2: the fill the streets. If it's thinking a while in the streets, it's going to be a mob, right? Yes. Good, cool. I like this guy's mob scenes. I'm into it.
1: Well, I mean, you're not going to see what we saw before the mob scene at the concert. You're not going to see that again.
2: What's your policy on sitting on people? Uh, some guy sitting on your pool table.
1: I'm against
2: it. Uh, yeah, me too. Some clean game here. Yeah, and no smoking. How huh? you going to burn holes in the? Yeah, in the yeah. F- Nefelt, the felt. Is he gay because he's wearing a bandana? I have the sound off.
1: They never say he's gay. And, you know, they say that the uh, 14-year-old accountant is gay. A uh, 15-year-old accountant is gay.
2: Huh. Hey, good for him. Came out at an early age and got a profession. <laughs> yeah. His mom was proud about the accountant part.
1: So basically, they're going to be flippant and off stand. Uh, they're not going to take it serious. I don't know. So they're going to piss off Senator Albright and he's going to kind of like storm out or whatever. And then Ferguson is going to be like, all right, listen, Senator Albright is the political party of this. You know, he's the boss. Right. And you're not going to get what you want if you don't play ball with him, period. So they agree on lowering it to. He's going to change the song from fourteen to, or fight to uh,
3: eighteen and, five? and
1: ready, fifteen and ready. Right, uh, they're negotiating. I think sixteen is much more reasonable than fourteen.
2: No song has ever been successful with the when the girl's sixteen years old. Uh, but
1: just say cat strut.
2: <laughs> yeah. Half half the songs of some some, uh, rock stars. Yeah.
3: Appalling.
2: They are so rude. I do like the, it is well shot, I guess. Yeah. Or at least dated, you know.
1: Well this guy was a TV director and he really knew what he was doing, you know. Um, but this movie
2: did, is like came, feels like a theatrically released movie, like uh, I could see this on the screen.
1: This I, was I guess first yeah, no, this came out on the screen and it made uh like I said before four times its money. They 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 had a 700,000 dollars budget. Um he wanted to grow into films, um but it didn't work. He did about four or five of them and he just headed back to uh I mean, he did the Tonight Show and the Eddie Fisher Show and the Melton Berle Spectacular. You know, he was TV. Yeah,
2: yeah right. And that's live.
1: Police Woman, Black Sheep Squadron, The Streets of San Francisco, the beautiful Phyllis Diller Show. You know.
2: Oh, hey, milk is finally here. <laughs> is it uh, acid milk? No, oh, do didn't
1: have any cookies. No point to the milk. Uh, There's only one other interesting thing about the director, and I don't have all the information. On August 5, 1965, both Barry Shear and Jan Barry of The Singing Dude, Jan and Dean, were injured along with other film crew members while on the first day of the set of the new Paramount motion picture, Easy Come, Easy Go.
2: Oh, wow. How were they injured?
1: Then it goes on to say... Paramount would ultimately cancel the film and reuse the film title the following year for an Elvis Presley film.
2: Yeah, because I'm I'm like literally now on Facebook when you mentioned that title, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: No comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. So basically, he's leaving there disgusted.
2: Sir, do you? Uh, what's your policy about the sink? Do you use Ajax? No comment. No
1: comment. No comment. What is your policy on the sink? I am against it. No comment.
2: No comment. i was scrubbing the sink. Uh, Hal Holbrook, clean shaven. Hal Holbrook. Oh no, he's yeah. going to start talking like Mark Twain in this movie, right? He's Hal Holbrook.
1: Oh, you know, you're right. He did that play, Mark Twain. He played Mark Twain like thirty years. He had to retire when he was super old.
2: Right. Well, how old was Mark Twain? Oh, I guess he I would don't know.
1: 183.
2: You know, like, Mark Twain wrote a book and said, don't release this book until 100 years later. And Thank it came you. out like 10 years ago, and who who even knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. You do yeah. that, and it's like, now nobody knows you, <laughs> you
2: dummy. It's like, what? Who's Tom Hanks? Why do I want to watch this movie? Oh, it's great. It's about this hologram for the king. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm 100 years older for this shit. <laughs>
1: Wait, in September 2017, after six decades of playing the role of Mark Twain, Holbrook announced his retirement from the one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight. Holbrook indicated he would like to continue working on movies and television.
2: Yeah, please don't typecast me. It's been six decades. (laughs) Enough. All right, they got the handshake, 15 and ready. Time for a break.
1: So they agreed on 15.
2: How did they get Time Magazine to agree to be in this movie?
1: I, 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 my research did not cover that tidbit.
2: Normally they'll say like Tyne or something like that. Like they're just legally, they can't use the real name.
1: So Christopher Jones is our star and uh, he would have a good career, but uh, he would quit way early. He got, Somehow he got embarrassed and he just said, fuck it. And he quit. Um, really? Yeah. Let me see if I have it here.
2: Was, wasn't that the name of his memoirs? Fuck it, I quit. <laughs> right. By like Christopher Jones.
1: So he makes his Broadway debut in 61, Tennessee Williams, Night of the Iguana. But Shirley Winters was in it. And Shirley yeah, Winters right. introduced him to the woman who would become his wife. Then he moved to Hollywood, and he got this ABC television series, The Legend of Jesse James, and he got 34 episodes. And then he was, like, all on TV for a while. Uh, but they, he did this movie and called Chabasco in 68 with his wife, and by the time the filming was over, they divorced. Um,
2: oh, that's too bad.
1: Then he would move on to Wild in the Streets. Uh, and he'd be in a sex comedy this year. Check this out. Jones was involved in a car crash, not knowing he had been drugged. The directors and producers never informed him of the drugging. Directors and producers?
2: Yeah, right. Wait, back up. Wait, did yeah. they, uh, uh, you know, American International Pictures seems pretty <laughs> uh, creepy. Okay, but geez. So,
1: later, Lean. I guess he's the director. Lean dubbed Jones's voice. Uh, causing the actor a bad reputation. This took a personal toll on Jones, who returned from Ireland to California. That's where it was being filmed. Um, and he stayed in the house where Sharon Tate was murdered.
2: And uh, was allegedly murdered.
1: Yeah, and abandoned his acting career. No, it was not alleged. Okay,
2: she's dead. So listen, I have a clear movie. You know what I like about the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And I'll be very brief, Carl. Okay, uh, is that at the end it kind of keeps it sweet by the murder doesn't happen, right? Like it's yeah, like, it's that's wish right. fulfillment. But the you know, his buddy killed a woman, you know, so it's like it's a little fantasy where everyone else gets, I don't know, anyway. Okay, we're back, we're in Hollywood. Well, he
1: was the good guy, and yeah, the other woman, was bullwinkle. Woman.
2: A lot of this stuff is still around, I guess. I think I've seen that bullwinkle. So-
1: here you're seeing the Sunset Strip and all yeah. the kids going out. But really what you're seeing is stock footage of protests.
2: Now, so, but it, wasn't that cool that we saw some archival uh, Sunset Strip? Yes. bars and clubs and stuff yeah. like that? And look at that view, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: UCLA, UCLA. I
2: think that point my dad said, pretty romantic, huh? That Los Angeles Sunset. You know what I'm saying? We got, I have plans after this movie. And then nine months later, I was bored. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Footage. The conception. Look of at Patrick this. Eagleman. Stock <laughs> footage.
2: Oh, this is symbolic.
1: Stock footage. Stock
2: footage. Lots of sixties cars.
1: Stock footage. We're all hanging out. Yeah. Hey, that was the blanket on my couch. But some hippie took it and brought it to the I park. I guess so. Look at it. Stock footage
2: hey better red than dead
1: jones was offered a part of zed in pulp fiction by quentin tarantino but he turned it down
2: really well you know what it's like you know who's a rapist wasn't he the guy in the the pawn shop zed's dead baby well
1: this okay look check this out okay he died in 2014 but in 2018 Actress Olivia Hussle claimed, claimed she was raped by Jones in the house Roman Polanski had shared with his wife, Sharon Tate, weeks after Tate's death. Hussey said that she had dated Jones in the late 60s, but ended the relationship because he was fused physically abusive towards her. So that's not I, good.
2: That's not good. I had no idea.
1: So now we see dissension in the ranks. Which is Just, his own family. The right. kid going on the side of the rock star and
3: him being, you know, a square.
2: That's a slapping. Yeah, that's right. The great slapping. So they're going to do it in sunset. They're like gonna that kind that? of slap. It wasn't a dual slap. So it wasn't a dual slap.
1: Well, no, now you see they're there not on Saturday for the rally. They're there like now so what Albright wants him to do is get with Frost, go on TV, and tell everyone to be peaceful. Oh, I see. So the kid's laying down some trip on him, like uh, out. it's bad to be old and it's good to be young. It's the same old. Go ahead and listen if you want.
2: Well, I don't know if I want to listen to it. You know, 30 years ago, I been really into this. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: than do, wait a minute that that reminds me carl yeah now, i was i don't know if i told you but i was conceived uh shortly thereafter screening of this movie in 1968 oh, uh-huh. but do you think that how so that would make me roughly 53 years so hal holbrook in this movie he's like 35 right
1: uh, he's thirty nine according to the script. I don't right. know how old in real life he was. All right. Yeah, I probably have his I don't think I even have his birth date. No.
2: Jeez, I would have been long dead in this movie. Like in Logan's Run, I'd be gone. Oh yes. Yeah, I'd be so rejuvenated. Be long gone. You know, they'll throw me to the Soylent Green crew. They'll be like, Oh here, take this guy. <laughs> so and the good news true. is you're leaving uh <laughs> Logan's Run. Bad news, or you're entering Soylent Green. We just like to the chill. Out.
3: Yeah,
1: We're just chill.
2: chilling out. Boy, that was a great couple of scenes we did, right? We went to the Troubadour and we performed. We need a massage. Yeah. Do you yeah. know
1: eight, 14-year-old Asians?
2: I know. It's so weird. That's like a character. Turn up the
1: sound. Turn up the sound because... Uh, All right. Sally Leroy is going to say, I think you guys are fags. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. See, she's going to be 25, and that means she could run for Congress. So they're going to do that as her first step. But not yet. Not yet. Right now, Holbrook uh, – it's not really Holbrook in this. He's Senator Fergus. Or Fergus is going with Max Frost in a helicopter to various places – And saying, it's great that you guys were here. America has heard you. Go home.
2: (laughs) Peaceful. Go home. Can't hear you over the helicopter. By the way, never raise your hands. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Hey, boy. Groovy. Groovy cats. Hey. He calls his people troops, his fans. Hey, troops, got good news for you today. He does that every time. Stock oh, footage?
2: wow, stock footage, right? They're not there for the movie screen,
1: right? These guys are. They're each making twenty-five bucks for today.
2: <laughs> the helicopter blades are finally slowing down. Oh no, gotta go back up. That's it. Thanks for coming for the speeds. Go home. For more speech, check out the news at 10. We'll Don't be, be featured.
1: Violent.
2: Check out our news at 10. We'll be on the news 10. It's going to be us uh, and then a man on the street. Go the fuck home. All right, guys. Thanks for showing up for the, for the press-up.
3: Photo-up?
2: Press press-up.
1: Press-up. Press-opportunity. Yes, he's right. pressing. He's, he's pre- press pressing. hopping. No. He's yeah. He's yeah. That's a press hop.
2: This is a very elaborate. This is like a full-on massage, Carl, like the movie. Oh, was like, Ooh, romantic. Cut to her. Cut to him. Cut to her. Cut to him.
1: He's massaging her colon. Cut to yeah. her.
2: My father. Him. My father's elbowing my mom at this point. Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're. What do Get you say?
1: Getting
2: horny. Getting horny. Huh? <laughs> Let's I have, have to have home. I was thinking it like our parents were more beatniks. My dad was more like, you know, edging the beatniks, I guess, or the, he was a, I guess a student, a, you know, big yeah. Jewish beard in Texas kid. Hello. I am the president. You oh, no. like
1: Eisenhower. Okay. So. Everyone's chilling out and going to sleep, but something's going on. Like there's an invader, an intruder. So Max Frost being the cool guy, he will right. be in him.
2: And then well, well, he has a name, out. Max Frost. Yeah. Who is it? Is it uh, Deep Throat? I've is got it, some information.
1: Well, yeah. I, well, I, I don't work for a paper. Um, <laughs>
2: it's the son
1: of Holbrook.
2: Oh, uh, I
3: see.
1: Senator they just Smith.
2: throw her right in the bed. Oh, big pillow fight guys you ready
3: pillow fight
2: you're just a kid
1: it, this played in drive-ins a lot
2: and this no this movie I mean it's it's a really well-known movie too it's just like uh, you know there was gonna be a sequel they never shot
1: it was called we outnumber you it was announced and they were working on a
3: script
2: the a great title. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went up, actually, to the theater. I said, uh, 7,000 <laughs> tickets, please, for We Will Outnumber You. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it only took 15 days to shoot this film. Really? Yeah, 15. Here we
2: are, 50 years later.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, that, that 15 days uh, is the reason why I'm here on planet Earth, so... Uh, Got to thank the production for that. Yeah, absolutely. Quick, quick, Operation Get Arthur Laid is in effect. (laughs) The conception
1: of Mike Spiegelman in in theaters. The Pulitzer Prize winner, Art Spiegelman, played very quickly.
2: The critics are, the reviews are in. God damn, says Art Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman.
1: Charlotte Spiegelman plays the victim.
2: No. Okay.
1: You were conceived out of love.
2: Yeah. The love great. of, uh, well, things got wild in the streets. Uh,
1: the love of this movie. Yeah. Okay. So the- now he has won. He is now the Senator.
2: Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Maybe that I was conceived in the drive-in. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that means my parents were dec- had enough dexterity to, like, fuck in a car. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wonder if she sat on him, and every time she bonked, it would hit the horn.
2: Bonk, do you think they was in a convertible, or I mean, they had the uh, the top down? No, no. Your parents would not do that,
1: right? For <laughs> to the world. No.
2: Right, right. It's very, it's a, you know, I'm being conceived here. Little privacy
1: now Nixon defeated Humphrey in 68 while this was being filmed um no okay wait 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 wait. at the time of the filming it was widely expected that Johnson would run for a, another full term in 68 you know Lyndon Johnson said that's enough I'm done
2: yeah hey I did enough I'm out yeah sorry so this is like a real rally well yeah Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-Con. <laughs> we're watching three movies back-to-back. Are you ready for some shorts? So
1: now he's saying, okay, we got him elected. Yay, us. And he's saying, we're going to vote uh, Sally Leroy into office. And she'll become the United States Senate, um, how she'll be in the house of representatives. And that'll be our first step as youths to now he's saying, you can't, you know, who can't be your Congressman? Me. I'm not old enough. You know, who can't be your president? Me. If I'm old, you know, so he wants all these ages lowered.
2: So strange. I mean, it's not, wow.
1: People know what they're doing and old people are stodgy and don't know what they're doing. They're ruining everything.
2: Oh, that's like every generation now. Yeah. But I guess they were right. No. Oh look, they're gonna go they're gonna storm the Capitol.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: Oh boy. (laughs) I just watched this on HBO Max.
1: (laughs) I just saw this on the news.
2: Four hours in the White House. You should check out that documentary. It's depressing as hell. You know, everyone's there with their cameras. And then they were able to piece together the material. So you know, a cop will say guy hit me and there'll be like a guy shooting it, you know, filming it for a while it's happening.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, this is an obnoxious scene. Sally Leroy has won and she's going to propose that, she says like the greatest thing about America is it's shown the world that being old sucks and being young is the shit. So we want to amend the Constitution. So House of Representatives 14 Senator 14, President 14. <laughs> Put it on for a second. She's so oh, like
2: yeah. stoned. The
3: world getting old is such a uh, is America's weapon. Yeah. That's why we, we ask that the Constitution be amended.
2: And Carl, you gave her the good shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's best known for Peyton Place, the movie.
2: Um, oh, Peyton Place, the movie, right? That was one yeah. of those, one of the first like movies into TV shows, book into movie into TV shows. Like
1: now, movie. after this film, she just quit Hollywood, and she would be. Uh, she went to Bennington College in Vermont, where she studied sure. poetry.
2: Yeah, that sounds poet. right. She's probably like the poster child for Bennington. As seen in Wild in the Streets. That's cool. I think <laughs> it the pretty United cool. Colors. No, yeah, the United Colors of Bennington College. I actually I think that's really cool. We I knew some people from Uncle Hare that went to Bennington. And she just
1: she just left Hollywood without explanation and just went to become a poet.
2: Well, she went to college. Yes. And then she uh, she found her voice, but you know, not that her voice isn't being expressed. She's probably the only interesting person so far in this movie, even though she is fucking high as a kite, high as fuck.
1: Now <laughs> uh, that might just be scripted.
2: Yeah, no, she's acting, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. And where did they get to see this? Is that they went to the White House? This is a shot on the floor? The no, Senate? this is the House of Representatives.
1: She is now a congresswoman.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's shot at like some uh, Marriott. Oh, no, I was wrong. Look, that's uh, the White House.
1: That's the Capitol building.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. I couldn't see it. There was this big thing right, in front of it.
1: That was the Washington Monument.
2: Washington. Look at it. Hey. That
1: was uh, Mick, Mick Jones of the Clash we just saw.
2: Yeah, a bunch of McJones for the class.
1: Elvis (laughs) Gustavo.
2: Every cool guy with glasses, sunglasses.
1: I'm being a stereotype reporter.
2: Usually they really are. Like, I'm an affiliate in Washington.
1: There's Senator Albright. I love you all. I love all children. Weird.
2: Do you plan to have children, Mr. Uh, Senator Begley, senior? (laughs) Please, we're old. Let us through. Old man reporting. He's he's like a youngster now.
3: Let us through, let us through. I begly of
1: you.
2: (laughs) Please. That's awfully begly of you. Amen what? These signs. Ticket signs. This is what I was hoping for. Close-up shots like this. Oh,
3: there uh, well,
1: are Um, I was wrong to say there wouldn't be more.
2: Carl, you. We recently posted a a video we from our old uh, public access television show from 1990, where we egged City Hall. Yeah. Yeah, Montclair Municipal Building. Mm-hmm. This is like I think they they must have watched it and used it for this movie. Oh, they're shooting hippies on the. Yeah. So, hey, this is a little too too soon, Carl. We just had this actually happen.
1: Well, now Max Frost is going to address the nation, you know. and
2: Sing a number. He is. Yeah. But he's going to get mad.
1: They shot us down in the streets.
2: This next song is called Three Shot in the outside of the Capitol. Oh, let's listen to him. This is good. I'm singing the last three pages of the script. (laughs) Oh, here comes a preview. No,
1: we have lots more to go.
2: Oh yeah, no, uh, he's not president yet. President Max Frost. Oh, I even know his name now. Oh, he's crying. The three died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop the seal. Oh, that's acting. So this guy's kind of a creep, then. In real life? Yeah. Well, I don't really know. We do have that
1: rape report. That yeah. makes him a scumbag, if it's true. Right. And um, I don't know. He... He, he got married, and he went on to have a nice life. Uh, he just quit acting, and uh, he died from gallbladder cancer, like complications. He was like 79.
2: Gotcha. Wild in the Streets. Hey, kids, we promise you a movie with six new songs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, six new songs.
1: Do you know, know Wild in the Streets by Circle Jerks?
2: How's it go, by Circle
1: Jerks? Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running.
2: That's great. And then how's the chorus go? Um, Wild in the streets. Rutted, rutted. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Speaking of Circle Jerks, here we are at Congress again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) now um the senator is going to meet with um his son who ran away from home
2: oh that's sweet get, they, are they really in the White House in the Capitol
1: they're in the Capitol? in real life no it's this is set. like
2: some some college
1: well it's a set
2: yeah why
1: Wild. Wild. Wild.
2: His son's gone hippie, right?
1: Yeah, his son is gone hippie. Running,
2: running. Wow. Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Oh, there you go. I hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Running, (laughs)
3: running. Running, running. I
2: think you get the point. Oh, is the song over already? <laughs> no, we got one more second left. Keep the songs tight and short.
1: So basically, like Hallbrook is like, come home, please. And he goes, no, man, that family scene's pretty square. <laughs> He's the son's completely changed. And he, and he goes, <laughs> you could drive me to drink. And he goes, <clears throat> of course, you're from that alcoholic generation. So he's going to get all shit-faced and go home and terrorize his daughter.
2: Just need a quick stiff drink, settle the nerves. We're
1: part of that alcoholic generation, Dad.
2: We we eat acid and sugar cube generation.
1: Right, right. We're the acid and sugar cube. But uh, by the time we – as this film goes on – Holbrook
2: will trip. Really? Yep. So is it a sugar cube again? Why am I obsessed no, it was with that? It's
1: in the water. It was in the water.
2: Oh, that's even worse. That's that. That's no fun. You shouldn't. Uh, you should always be aware. Drink the water. You're square, Dad. Dad, give it up. I'm
1: cool. I'm a boomer. Yeah, you're not cool, Dad. I think that was in a burgers, but you weren't a part of it.
2: Oh, really? Was it uh
1: Dad, I was like the dad driving in the car. <laughs> it was going, Dad, you're not cool. I was like, You're not cool, Dad. I have mustache. There he is drunk <laughs> at home. He's part of the alcoholic generation. So he goes to his daughter's room and starts tearing down Max Frost. And it really like. He, well, he's going into all their rooms, but it'll bring right. the daughters, too, and it'll terrorize her.
2: That's a lot <laughs> of posters. So oh, That was a, that was <laughs> Uncle Scrooge. These are just like vintage hippie posters that they sell for like $300 at this point. Yeah, look,
1: there's the Rolling oh, Stones. Oh, the Beatles? Oh, the Rolling, the Rolling Stones.
2: Stones? I hate you, Daddy. Daddy, I love the Rolling Stones, and I hate you. Uh-oh. What's she doing in the fountain? Acid. She's on
1: Acid. And uh, it's um, she's the house of representatives lady,
2: <laughs> party, hardy,
1: the rest representative
2: of what Joe Walsh's Let's Party Party.
1: Let's Party Party. Look how well, uh, Richard Pryor is.
2: I was looking at Hook. Does Hook go in the water or does it?
1: I don't know. Will it rust? I yeah. don't know. How can he swim with it?
2: You shouldn't make fun of Hook.
1: I didn't make fun of him. He just can't make a cup.
2: Carl, his name is Barry, okay?
1: Not Hook? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he has a Hook, but his name is uh, Barry. Is it Barry? Let me check. Uh, hook,
1: Hook, what's your first name? No, but, okay, he's called Hook in this, uh, in this film. Let's see, Fuji, Ellie. I don't see his name. Look, he, he's one of the ones you research him, and it's like nothing there. It's nothing to talk about. He's oh, like, no,
2: I, I believe you on that. I just think it's uh, the fact that his character's name is Hook is it's pretty weird. I think it's because maybe it's because of his hook. I think it's a good hook. Okay, uh, so
1: They need everybody to vote yes on the age 14 thing.
2: Okay. You got it, Danny. With us, that's six votes.
1: So they're like, how can we do it? They're like blackmail. We can't. We don't have time. They go through all of it. Then they decide, we'll put acid in the water.
2: So wait, were they in Los Angeles again? They're still in D.C. Look, they really are. This is a federal crime. He becomes president by f- by.
1: <laughs> but the thing is like. They should have just targeted the House of Re- the, the the Congress, but right. they didn't. If they put it in the water, all of D.C. is going to trip.
2: Right, but they didn't put it in the reservoir. They just threw it in the lake, in the Potomac.
1: Yeah, it's a movie.
2: All the fish are tripping. The what? Uh,
1: hey, I'm a groovy lobbyist. Tripping Senator Fergus.
2: Here's tripping. my impression of um, tripping in uh, the White House. Now, hey, amen.
1: Tripping how, member of Congress has a under, you know, 30 person with them as their guide.
2: As a Sherpa in this crazy new world. The thing is,
1: he's acting like acid is alcohol right now. You right. know what I mean? Or mushrooms. It's like not a sensory deprivation thing. It
2: just
3: makes you think.
2: Yeah. An act. Oh, my name is Samuel Clemmings. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. Reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. Ah,
1: ha, 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 ha. They're all tripping. There's Senator Albright at Bagley Sr.
2: <clears throat> wow.
1: It's not acid. They're all like stoned. Ha ha
3: ha ha ha.
2: Well, no, then it's like acid because there's a lot of close-ups. Oh, he's freaking out. That's kind of acidity. Now they're gonna
1: do the vote, and they're everyone, yay, yay. Yeah. But the thing is, the person taking the vote is stone. Okay, so here's the long-forgotten Shelly Winters. Now Great. that uh, he's gonna like run for president or something. Um, Oh, wait. Now, I think this is a scene where Holbrook comes to him and looks, says, would you talk some sense into your boy? And she's saying, ever since the accident, she's been with an acid therapist.
2: Oh, a little microdosing ahead of his time.
1: And so you can see the father is in a wheelchair and he's smoking pot. So anyway, she won't help him tell his son to quit it.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey, I have breaking news. Uh, my brother wants to get on the speaker. He has one thing to say. Okay. Alright. Okay, I'm sorry. This, this is a live podcast, but we're going to bring him in. Alright. Alright. Let me... How does this phone work? Okay, here we go. Uh, the host of Proudly Presents. Resents. Resents. Presents the cult movie podcast. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hey. Oh. Uh, Am I on speaker? You are a speaker just wanted to know, you guys know, Did you hear about that uh, actress that got stabbed today. No. Reese. Um, Reese. Oh, Reese
3: with this food? No, with a knife. <laughs> uh,
1: you're on the podcast, by the way, Adam.
2: I hung up uh, after that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. That was a brief appearance from Adam Spiegelman, host of Proudly Resents.
2: Yeah. So great interviews. And that blows our
1: cover. That it's not really January twenty twenty two.
2: Why? What did he say? He
1: said that there was a, a stabbing of an actor today, Reese.
2: Reese. Uh, Reese who? With their with their spoon?
1: No, with a knife. You with their
2: knife. You know, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I had a, I had a. I had to respond, right? I mean, I couldn't leave him hanging like that. It would be embarrassing.
1: I guess. So now um, they're plotting that he would run for president. Is he going to be a Democrat or a Republican? And they strategize, and he's going to be a Republican just because it fits opportunistically, and he's going to run for president. This is their big powwow.
2: Wait, and where are they powwowing? In the fucking Capitol
1: again? Yes, in the
2: Capitol building. I'm telling you, I just watched that HBO uh, documentary on, on January, the January 6th. Uh, uh-huh. And they're just chilling out. That's pretty cool, having Pepsi.
1: With a bug. With a
2: <laughs> Coke. Did you ever see George C. Scott's sitcom called Mr. President? It was on Fox uh, back in the day. I guess, no. On a very special Mr. President. So you thought it would be cool the smoke pot in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> Sunday 8 30 after The Simpsons. Alright, oh, he's running for president already. Simpson. They'd spare nothing on this budget. I want the biggest Eisenhower. Is that well, Eisenhower behind him?
1: Eisenhower and Reagan. Yeah. If that was the day of, you know, Eisenhower was out of office. He was the most recent Republican president.
2: Who is that dude? Who, behind? Oh, I don't know. I don't uh, know.
1: Is he? Some oh, it's William Shatner.
2: William I'm sure he's a son dude. of a business. I'm sure he's a son of a bitch. Was he the vice president? I guess.
1: Yeah, probably. You, Hubert Humphrey. Oh, he was a Democrat.
2: Wow, yeah. I guess I'm drawing a blank. I wasn't I bored, but uh, Eisenhower's uh, vice president <sighs> was. Was it Nixon? Yeah, maybe. Right, that was makes Nixon sense. Vice
1: president. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. Wow, what a lousy tie! It's always with the red ties these candidates.
1: Cravat. It's a cravat.
2: Oh, it is cra- cravatative. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> provocative cravat. I can't do it. It's for Krakowis. It. You cannot do it. I try, I try, but I cannot do it. Crav,
1: crav, cravat.
2: Cravat. Oh right, yeah. Boy, this guy likes dogs.
1: Yeah, that's all bright, and he's going. Uh, he just can't. There's Dick Clark.
2: Oh, Dick Clark! I'm producing this movie for the youth.
3: Wow, he really looks young
2: nothing.
0: Down with
2: experience. Yeah, Dick Clark. Did he, you know, he had Dick Clark Productions. Well, I guess this is an AIP movie, so it's not yeah. he's not producing this.
1: And it's a perfect one because they hit the nail on the head. It was the times never trust anyone under 30 and they exploited it all the way to this.
2: Right, and Dick Clark was 69 as he said in this in the movie. It took place in 68, and he was 68.
1: So now we're having more delusional um, Shelley Winter stuff in which she's, like, thinking that if her president, her son becomes president, she will be uh, ambassador to England, and the queen will accept her in, gosh, I forget the name of the Buckingham Palace room.
2: Oh, uh, the hoity-toity room. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, uh, I think it's already passed. It was like
3: the oh. court
1: of Elysian or some crap. I can't believe how. Boy, she she, she is not nutcrack.
2: Now, does she help him at the end of this movie? He he has to have a downfall, right? He's not going to get shot in the head, and the movie's going to end.
1: Nope.
2: Wow, nope. look at this! They're all able to see Max Frost.
1: Yay, president Uh, for president. This is pretty cool. Gonna fly now. Right.
2: Don't have time for plot development.
1: Look how he's playing the drums. Yeah. His left hand's holding it like a chopstick. His right hand's holding it like a club.
2: That's the old school style of drumming? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And still jazz today.
2: Yeah. Wow. You know all the great presidents, Ulysses S. Grant. Max
1: Frost.
2: Max Frost. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go.
1: Frost. We stop at Johnson because that's where we are in history.
2: Right. The 25th? No, 34th? Here he is, president. Uh, I think it's president Frost. <clears throat> I think it's 37. Hold on. Wait And he's got a rat tail, our president? Gross. Yeah, gross.
1: Absolutely fucking disgusting.
3: On November 5,
1: 1968, the Republican nominee Max Frost is elected president of the United States, defeating Democrat incumbent Lyndon B. Johnson because they didn't know he wasn't going to run for another term when this was made. He's inaugurated as the 37th president, January 20, 1969. In reality, former Vice President Richard Nixon won the 68 election, defeating the Democrat incumbent Vice President Herbert Humphrey at the time of filling. It was widely expected. Johnson would run for a second full term. However, in March, he announced he wasn't going to do so.
2: God, Yeah, no, also like, I mean, 1968, there was the presidential, the Democratic uh, convention, right? Which was pretty crazy from what I understand. Yeah. That was, yeah.
1: There were protests outside and it ended up in violence. Blood in the streets, the town of Chicago.
2: Oh, if only they had that footage, they could pad out this movie more.
1: Now, Holbrook will try to shoot the president.
2: Sore loser. Yeah. 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 Oh no, he's giving his his uh. Mr. Smith goes to Washington filibuster speech.
1: Well, it's it's worse than that. What he's doing is he's saying they're going to implement internment camps, and everyone 35 and older is going to go to the internment camp. Whoa! What a hard turn. And take acid. And take acid. Yeah. Now watch. Holbrook's going to pull out a gun and go to shoot him.
2: Yeah. Right. I'm not going to no acid. Hold, you know. Yeah, no one's going to hold this (laughs) brook. You can't hold brook. Can't hold brook. How'd you like a brook?
1: Not even how. (laughs) Can't. You can't hold brook.
2: Well, oh, excuse me, I didn't see you. I was too busy writing. Uh, Mark Twain. I was too busy writing. Ventures of Tom Sawyer vibe, Mark Twain.
1: Look, he's gonna pull out his gun.
2: Mark, don't do it. Samuel, put the gun away. Don't do it, Mr. Clevings.
1: Opening. So no one notices.
2: He learned that from Dirty Harry.
1: He's got the gun.
2: Wait a minute, he brought a gun into the floor? Yep. Yay, a Herman Camps for All. Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa, stop. Frank Grillo from... uh, He goes, let him
1: run, he won't get far. And guess what? He'll never pay for that crime. Nowhere in the rest of this film is he going to get, you know, arrested to try to kill the president.
2: Hey, if if, uh, Max Frost isn't getting arrested for this pinstripe suit, then no one will.
1: Well, in the day, that's fashionable. I guess so. Look at that rain cap she's wearing.
2: I know, little pokey-dotties.
1: That was fashionable.
2: Ridiculous. Well, the other other guys are just squares. Yeah, and
1: they're really annoyed by this little creep.
2: Off to the LSD camp.
1: I don't think He's saying it now.
2: Oh really? Oh, I gotta we gotta raise the volume on this. We'll draft beer. You want draft me? We'll draft beer. <laughs> we'll draft beer. Oh, I'm trying to think of the guy who came up with acid and then took a bicycle ride. You hear this story? Yeah. He, and then he was going. He would not be cool with these camps. <laughs> He'd be like, "You guys got the wrong idea how to take acid."
1: d acid diethylamide tartrate 25. That was the batch that he made, and he got on his bike to head home and tripped his brains out.
2: Yeah. Internment camps. I know, it's so crazy.
1: Every state of the Union's got one.
2: Sure. Oh, there's Paradise Camp. Oh, it's par- with the peace sign, Carl. I think my irony meter is exploding. Look at the old people,
1: including Senator Albrecht, including at Bankley. G- there he is at Bankley. Yeah, G- yeah, senior, And his uh, graduation gown.
2: Who else would be waiting for the bus but an old person?
1: Look what an old timey bus it is, too.
2: It's not, it's not even a Volkswagen. <laughs> That's just like a. Oh, I don't know. They must have had it a lot. This is shot on a lot.
1: Look, there's the water coolers with acid everyone's got to take.
2: Yeah, no one's drinking. They're too busy talking about last night's episode of, uh, did you see Sex and the City last night? I couldn't believe it. You guys watch Game of Thrones? All right, enough water cooler chat. Keep going.
1: Oh, I see. It's water cooler. Hey, I've, have you guys? I've seen Sex in the City many times. Uh, once in the subway. Uh uh-huh. Once behind a dumpster.
2: Uh, yeah. The
1: alleyway.
2: Carl, you got to just leave me alone, right? Apparently, Try to fuck.
1: Many people have urges.
2: Wow, they're, these hippies are putting them in hippie camps.
1: Yeah, but why do they have to push them and tear off their clothes and be assholes?
2: I don't understand. Like, where is just like 20, 30 old people?
1: Yeah. What and what, like, what's the exit policy? They take acid, and then when are they. Rehabilitated and now they'll be cool and you let them back into society. There isn't any
2: of that. Is this everyone from the neighborhood? Oh, are we still in Washington, DC? I would doubt it. Yeah. They, <laughs> they travel from like DC to Los Angeles consistently. Oh, Ethan Surfy. Uh, get it, out of there. You bum, you beach bum. Ethan Surfy? Surfy? The guy from, uh, my name is Earl, his buddy. Oh,
1: okay. I thought he was wife.
2: In our work together today, we will learn the most simple and universal practices of meditation that come from the great spiritual traditions throughout the world.
3: Thank you.
0: right this cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years one love yo yeah that's right he's got game p.e. 1998 if-